0: Section 10 of The Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, go to LibriVox.org. Recording by Endless River. The Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 10 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night 999. When it was the 999th night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king that the slave of the seal-ring took up Ma'aruf, and cast him down in the desert quarter, where he left him and went his ways. So much concerning him. But returning to the wazir, who is now in possession of the talisman, he said to the king, How deemest thou now? Did I not tell thee that this fellow was a liar, an impostor? but thou wouldst not credit me? Replied the king, Thou wast in the right, O my wazir, Allah grant thee weal, but give me the ring, that I may solace myself with the sight. The minister looked at him angrily, and spat in his face, saying, O Lackwitz, how shall I give it to thee, and abide thy servant, after I am become thy master? But I will spare thee no more on life. Then he rubbed the seal ring, and said to the slave, Take up this ill-mannered churl, and cast him down by his son-in-law, the swindler man. So the genie took him up, and flew off with him, whereupon quoth the king to him, O creature of my lord, what is my crime? Abu al-Sa'adat replied, That wot I not. But my master hath commanded me, and I cannot cross whoso hath compassed the enchanted ring. Then he flew on with him, till he came to the desert quarter, and, casting him down where he had cast Ma'aruf, left him, and returned. The king, hearing Ma'aruf weeping, went up to him, and acquainted him with his case, and they sat weeping over that which had befallen them, and found neither meat nor drink. Meanwhile the minister, after driving father-in-law and son-in-law from the country, went forth from the garden, and summoning all the troops, held a divan. And told them what he had done with the king and ma'aruf and acquainted them with the affair of the talisman adding unless ye make me sultan over you i will bid the slave of the seal ring take you up one and all and cast you down in the desert quarter where you shall die of hunger and thirst they replied do us no damage for we accept thee as sultan over us and will not anywise gainsay thy bidding so they agreed in their own despite to his being sultan over them and he bestowed on them robes of honor seeking all he had a mind to of Abu al-Sa'adat, who brought it to him forthwith. Then he sat down on the throne, and the troops did homage to him. And he sent to Princess Dunya, the king's daughter, saying, Make thee ready, for I mean to come in unto thee this night, because I long for thee with love. When she heard this, she wept, for the case of her husband and father was grievous to her, and sent to him, saying, Have patience with me till my period of widowhood be ended, then drop thy contract of marriage with me, and go in to me according to law. But he sent back to say to her, I know neither period of widowhood nor to delay have I a mood, and I need not a contract nor know I lawful from unlawful, but needs must I go in unto thee this night. She answered him, saying, So be it then, and welcome to thee. But this was a trick on her part. When the answer reached the wazir, he rejoiced, and his breast was broadened, for that he was passionately in love with her. He bade set food before all the folk, saying, Eat, this is my bride-feast, for I purpose to go into the princess Dunyaz this night. Quoth the sheikh al-Islam, It is not lawful for thee to go in unto her till her days of widowhood be ended, and thou have drawn up thy contract of marriage with her. But he answered, I know neither days of widowhood nor other period, so multiply not words on me. The sheikh al-Islam was silent, fearing his mischief, and said to the troops, Verily, this man is a kafir. A miscreant and hath neither creed nor religious conduct as soon as it was evenfall he went in to her and found her robed in her richest raiment and decked with her goodliest adornments when she saw him she came to meet him laughing and said a blessed knight but hadst thou slain my father and my husband it had been more to my mind and he said there is no help but i slay them she made him sit down and began to jest with him and make show of love caressing him and smiling in his face so that his reason fled but she cajoled him with her coaxing and cunning only that she might get possession of the ring and change his joy into calamity on the mother of his forehead nor did she deal thus with him but after the read of him who said i attained by my wits what no sword had obtained and returned with the spoils whose sweet pluckings i gained when he saw her caress him and smile upon him Desire surged up in him, and he besought her of carnal knowledge. But when he approached her, she drew away from him and burst into tears, saying, O my lord, seest thou not the man looking at us? I conjure thee by Allah, screen me from his eyes. How canst thou know me what while he looketh on us? When he heard this, he was angry and asked, Where is the man? And answered she, There he is, in the bezel of the ring, putting out his head and staring at us. He thought that the genie was looking at them, and said laughing, Fear not, this is the slave of the seal-ring, and he is subject to me. Quoth she, I am afraid of Ifrits. Pull it off and throw it afar from me. So he plucked it off, and laying it on the cushion, drew near to her. But she dealt him a kick, her foot striking him full in the stomach, and he fell over on his back senseless. Whereupon she cried out to her attendants, who came to her in haste, and said to them, Seize him so forty slave-girls laid hold on him whilst she hurriedly snatched up the ring from the cushion and rubbed it whereupon abu al Sa'adar presented himself saying Adzum, at thy service o my mistress cried she take up yonder infidel and clap him in jail and shackle him heavily so he took him and throwing him into the prison of wrath returned and reported i have laid him in limbo quoth she whither wentest thou with my father and my husband and quoth he i cast them down in the desert quarter Then cried she, I command thee to fetch them to me forthwith. He replied, I hear and I obey, and taking flight at once, stayed not till he reached the desert quarter, where he laid it down upon them, and found them sitting, weeping and complaining to each other. Quoth he, Fear not, for relief is come to you. And he told them what the wazir had done, adding, Indeed, I imprisoned him with my own hands in obedience to her, and she hath bidden me bear you back, and they rejoiced in his news. Then he took them both up, and flew home with them. Nor was it more than an hour before he brought them into Princess Dunya, who rose and saluted sire and spouse. Then she made them sit down, and brought them food and sweetmeats, and they passed the rest of the night with her. On the next day she clad them in rich clothing, and said to the king, O my papa, sit thou upon thy throne, and be king as before, and make my husband thy wazir of the right, and tell thy troops that which hath happened then send for the minister out of prison and do him die and after burn him for that he is a miscreant and would have gone in unto me in the way of lewdness without the rites of wedlock and he hath testified against himself that he is an infidel and believeth in no religion and do tenderly by thy son-in-law whom thou makest thy wazir of the right he replied hearing and obeying o my daughter but do thou give me the ring or give it to thy husband quoth she it behoveth not that either thou or he have the ring i will keep the ring myself and belike i shall be more careful of it than you Whatso ye wish seek it of me and i will demand it for you of the slave of the seal ring so fear no harm so long as i live and after my death do what ye twain will with the ring quoth the king this is the right read o my daughter and taking his son-in-law went forth to the divan now the troops had passed the night, in sore chagrin for Princess Danya and that which the wazir had done with her, and going into her after the way of lewdness, and without marriage rites, and for his ill usage of the king and Ma'aruf. And they feared lest the law of al-Islam be dishonored, because it was manifest to them that he was a kafir. So they assembled in the divan, and fell to reproaching the sheikh al-Islam, saying, Why didst thou not forbid him from going into the princess in the way of lewdness? Said he, O folk, The man is a miscreant, and hath gotten possession of the ring, and I and you may not prevail against him. But Almighty Allah will requite him his deed, and be ye silent, lest he slay you. And as the host was thus engaged in talk, behold the king and Ma'aruf entered the divan, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End section 10